Yo, what is going on, everybody? This is Noah Alvarez, and you are tuned to another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. want to thank everybody that's tuning in, and as usual, we got to thank Generic Sports for producing the funky instrumental playing in the background. You can check out more of his work at Twitter, on Instagram, on SoundCloud, and on Bandcamp. Just search up Generic Sports, the same username for each of those platforms no tricky spelling and also want to shout out to my man vince correa for designing the my mic and i logo that you are seeing in your screen he also helps out a ton too with the graphics that go into the my mic and i instagram page if you're on instagram go ahead and give that page a follow at my period mic and period i one more time that's at my period mic and period i i have a lot of fun promoting the show taking little snippets whether it's video audio sometimes having a cool picture with the guest all that kind of good stuff on that as well as you know i got some stickers for sale you can definitely check out the pictures of the stickers on there i got to do a better job advertising it that's a goal of mine for 2021 but yeah you can interact with me that way too if you're interested in being on the show or want to give feedback on the show that's a good platform to reach out to me on on that instagram platform or you can reach out to me on twitter at underscore noah alvarez i give a lot of sports takes a lot of music takes just a lot of grocery store thoughts i call it too have you ever been in the grocery store and you're just kind of especially if you go by yourself you're roaming you're looking for what you think you need and then you end up buying some other stuff and then you're just kind of overthinking everything and you just have a random thought and you're like man that'd be a good tweet so yeah, that's what I'd be tweeting a lot sometimes too, some grocery store thoughts, and they don't always have to be at the grocery store, that's just an example. But um, yeah, enough of the rambling, man, let's get into episode 140. This week's guest is none other than the artist by the name of Wim. Wim, I've had on the show actually, and I was just listening to it the other day. Episode 54, if you really want to go back in all the archives of the episodes, for this podcast, you can go listen to our first interview. Wim is a close friend of mine, man. We we went to high school together, played football, and um, it's cool to see his progress. We had to get a podcast episode uh, one more time in the year 2021 to talk about all that has happened since our last interview, as well as we also got it on video too. So if you're one of those people who likes to watch a podcast as well as you know listen to it, be sure to check it out on YouTube. Just search up My Mike and I, episode 140. Can find that on my youtube channel the channel is titled noah alvarez no tricky spelling but yeah Wim and i like i said we catch up we talk about the year 2020 what how hectic it has been how he's grown as a musician how he's grown his clothing brand organically gifted and much more so without further ado hope you enjoy the conversation between Wim and myself we live we live, live baby. we're recording yeah baby we live <laughs> So I want to start off because the last time, not the last time I seen you, but it's true because we saw each other March 13th last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, we were at the barbershop. Shout yeah. Out to the right? Mm-hmm. And I remember I asked you that day, yo, is Juice Unlocked or the Juice, um, what do they call that? Juice Cella or whatever? Was uh-huh. that still going to go down? And I remember you're like, yeah, you were like, you were confident too. It's like, yeah, we'll be like, we'll be going on strong and everything. And I was just like, mm-hmm. everything just closed, bro. I don't know. Everything, bro. Yeah. It sucked. It was the week before Juice Cella and We Up Next Fest, bro. Yeah. COVID decided to lock everything up for the first time. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Mm-hmm. And it couldn't have came at a worse time, to be honest, because I was so excited, bro. I had like a lot of people coming out for those events and we didn't know until the weekend before so mm-hmm. i wasn't lying i was excited at the time bro but then you know covid covid19 fucking ruined everybody's lives yeah what was some of the whether it was with your career or just personal like what were some of the tougher obstacles that like covid really affected you 
working from home because at the time I was doing sales. Um, I was working in a call center, but just being around everyone, you know, and it's like people that weren't your friends before become your friends when you're around them all the time. Yeah. And, you know, you, you take wins and losses together and you just become one with the floor, hopefully. And that's how it was over there at that spot. And then I was working from home and it was cool not having to commute in the morning and everything. But overall, like I just went stir crazy, bro. Like I got cabin <laughs> fever, like waking up, like I sleep right here and then I wake up and I work right here yeah. and then I clock out and then I do my music right here and then I go to sleep. I literally feel like I'm in like a little triangle of like 10 feet. It kind of gave me like jail vibes. Mm. <laughs> so Damn. I kind of went crazy. I felt like I was in the hole, but um, put that I put that behind me. Luckily, I was able to figure out another stream of income so I don't have to be in the cubicle 24-7. So COVID definitely, uh, it's good and bad. Definitely good go. and bad. Yeah. What were some, I guess you could say, positives that come out uh, besides the other stream of income and stuff? Just look at life f with more of like a fucking attitude. Like, just do it right now. Like, there's no better year to just do something that you've been thinking about mm -hmm. doing. So it kind of just gave me an extra fire and just more of a reason to just kind of move with more of like a calm sense of urgency, if that kind of makes sense. It's kind of an oxymoron, but mm -hmm. just more of a calm, like, sense of urgency. Like, dude, just do it. Why not do it right now? Like, who cares how far-fetched it is? And yeah. You know, just do it. Take chances, you know? Mm -hmm. You never know. I, I think that's one thing, too. Like, I started watching uh, and listening more to Gary Vee during COVID and, mm -hmm. like, you know, the pandemic and everything. And, like, he's just, like, a, such a, like, in-your-face personality. Mm -hmm. They're like, fuck you. Just do it. Like, fuck your feelings. Like, mm -hmm. don't hesitate. That kind of deal. And I felt like a lot of people started doing that. And there's there's ways around things. Obviously, like, performing in front of, like, big audiences. Or, I miss that. Man, certain things, like, it's obviously hard to replicate. But there's a lot of different lanes people can jump into. I know. Like, if the live streaming thing is cool and everything. But I don't see it really, like, uh, if COVID stays around for much longer, I don't, I don't know, bro. Like, mm -hmm. people live for those festivals and live for that energy where people are just, like, lit just off of the energy and mm -hmm. probably a bunch of other stuff. But, <laughs> but... Like, yeah. I, I don't know, I wouldn't pay the same price, you know? It's it's crazy. Like, I don't really get starstruck, but I still get, like, oh, damn, like, that's that person, like, right there. Like, mm -hmm. that's cool as fuck to me, you know what I mean? So just not being able to do that is, like, is, is really shitty. And <laughs> not being able to do that on the other side of it, too, you know, performing and having, like, building, you know, I guess your own fame. Like, it's kind of gotten the way of that. But yeah. um, we just been in the cut working, bro. <laughs> Working. I feel that, and I feel like even like as a performer, you feed off the energy. Mm -hmm. We both play sports. You know I mean we know the energy at practice? No matter how hard we try, mm -hmm. it's never going to be the same as Can't like a Friday it. night. Mm -mm. You know, so it's just that kind of deal. You feel like you know you need that the energy, and like you guys both feed off each other, and just creates like an environment. No doubt, bro. No doubt. I miss it. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, 2022. They're saying something yeah. like that, bro. So. Hopefully soon. Yeah, I'm crossing my fingers. Me too, bro. For real. <laughs> also, in the year 2020, you dropped Heartbroken Heartbreaker. Oh, yeah. Tell me the... Before we get into the, the, the music and the tracks and everything, tell me the inspiration behind that title name. Um. Well, Heartbroken Heartbreaker was actually in my bio um, before I even knew it was going to be an album title. It kind of That's where I got the album title from was because I threw that up there. Mm. And I feel like that's kind of like... I'm kind of torn between the two, like with my personality, it's kind of a split that way where, you know, part of me is like, yo, like put yourself, ab not above everyone else, but put yourself first. You know, you can't feel from an empty cup and you kind of have, when it comes to business, you kind of have to be mm -hmm. in a way selfish, even though it has a negative connotation, you still have to be like, yo, I'm going to get mines first. And then, you know, I'm going to reach back out to those that have helped me. 
Um, but then on the flip side, I do have a big heart. You know what I mean? And I, I'm very, um, what is it? Empath- empathetic. Yeah. Uh, I feel empathy very, very much. So I'm always the type of person to like pop off and say, fuck you. But then the next day apologize <laughs> because I'm like, damn, that was a little bit too much. Like mm-hmm. that was, that was, shouldn't have done that. But yeah, honestly. And I've been through a lot of, a lot of ups and downs as far as relationships go too. So I kind of just felt like pouring that, pouring that out, you know, and just explaining that, that side of me. Cause it's a big part of my identity, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Now back to the project, how did you feel that kind of got received? reception to that as far as like from your fan base and people that follow you i got a lot of good vibes on it because it was more like r&b vibes more so than rap Mm -hmm. and a lot of people were telling me that it reminded me of melody lane which is an album that i put out i think 2017 Mm -hmm. um and a lot of people have been telling me to go back to that you know but i've been you know switching it up making bangers and just doing all different just dipping into different i guess avenues of hip-hop um, but that one, a lot of people, a lot of old fans kind of resurfaced again saying that, yo, this is why I listened to you in the first place. So yeah. it was, it was really cool for to sure. hear that. And then the visuals, that visuals for the song Bible. Oh I, yeah. I thought that was very creative. How did you even like come up with the idea for that? So look, shout out Gorilla Flicks, first of all. Um, he doesn't work with a lot of people unless he feels the vision. Mm-hmm. And I hit him up because I saw a video he did for Matt Allen and C Sharp. And I was like, yo, that shit is sick. And I hit him up and he kept saying, yo, I'm going to hit you back. I'm going to hit you back. Like my list is full. I'm going to hit you back. I'm hit you back. And finally he hit me back. And um, I told him, I sent him two songs. I sent him Miss Calls, which is on Heartbroken Heartbreaker also, and Bible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, it's got to be one of these two because I need a banger. And he was like, bro, Bible's hard. Do that shit. And I came up Catholic. Mm-hmm. So I know all about, <clears throat> you know, like the scripture and, and the lifestyle and all that. So I kind of threw some innuendos in there about it and i gave him i gave gorilla flicks basically not really a blueprint of the order or the storyline but kind of just the vibe i wanted it real dark i wanted it to be like i said split personality in in, yeah. a, in a way where half of it you know i got i got my i got my braids like like yours <laughs> i got those and then the next one is oh i'm in a church and i got like you know the turtleneck and the blazer on so mm-hmm. it was kind of like i said there i said i said uh i i seen angels i seen serpents um, I seen bandos, I seen churches. Like mm-hmm. I really been to both sides of life, and I just kind of wanted to just depict that through that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I, I gave him like the grand scheme of things, and then he came back to me with the the structure of it, which is the part that I struggle with. I'm just like, dude, I don't know how <laughs> this is gonna work, but it's going to. Yeah. And I feel it, and he felt it, and then he came back to me with like you know the the skeleton of it, and we just knocked it out in a day. It was crazy. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. That's one thing I've always admired about like your music, though. You always talk about like the going back to one of your mixtapes, pros and cons, right? Mm-hmm. So you always talk about like two sides, like growing up Catholic, but then also just like you know wanting to like venture out from that. Mm-hmm. So I got to saw the video. I was like, damn, like you know, you're like I, props to you, man, for like keeping like staying true to your vision, staying true to like mm-hmm. your artwork, staying true to like you know just what you're trying to be about, you know. And I mm-hmm. feel like sometimes people get caught up too much in like one lane or the other mm-hmm. and uh you know you can definitely have your fun both you know for sure i'm a two-sided coin bro and I, it's crazy i didn't even really like look like looking back in hindsight like i really have i guess kind of stayed to that identity and I, I feel like that's why a lot of people kind of gravitate towards it because a lot of people do are very conflicted with a lot of things you know so i feel like uh like looking back like even when you just said it like pros and cons like mm-hmm. that was the whole point like the left side of it was I think we talked about this last yeah, time. Yeah. We'll say it again for the new people, bro. Uh, the left side of it, I was chilling with, um, you know, um, quote unquote, a wife and then quote unquote, a baby. 
And then on the right side, I'm with a stripper, and there's pros and cons to both sides, right? Because mm-hmm. the left side, you know, you have structure, you have a family, you have true love, and you have support. But someone could say that, you know, oh, they see their friends in the club, and they see their friends, you know, mm. all their Rolling Stone homies, and they're just like, I want to do that. You know, I feel like I'm wasting my time. Like, I have my whole life to settle down. Why am I doing it now? Yeah. But on the flip side, you see someone with the strippers and all that, and, you know, they're probably doing more reckless you know (laughs) substances and activities and it's probably more exciting to watch but to live it is very very up and down yeah you know what i mean and i've said it before like yeah the strippers they act like they love you but as soon as the the timer goes off you know and you're not paying them anymore they're not they don't care if you got home safe they don't Mm -hmm. care about your health they don't care really about anything so Mm Yeah, it's just a split, bro. I feel yeah. like I'm definitely split sometimes. For and sure. definitely that person in the stripper society or like vibe, you know, like could be envious of the other person who does have the structure, the family, that kind of deal. Exactly, exactly. I was gonna say that. Like they look back and there's there's a song called "Living Single" with by Big oh, Sean yeah. and 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 Chance and I think Jeremiah. Yeah. And that really hit home. It's kind of the same concept where you're both jealous of what you don't have, yeah. but it's kind of just within yourself, just. Get it how you live and just stay positive, bro. Mm-hmm. That's and it. I, I think a lot of people kind of went through that at the beginning of COVID when like a lot of things were shut down and restrictions were super high mm-hmm. because we're all on social media more, right? And like there's always, yeah. gonna, like no matter what you're into, there's always going to be someone who has more. There's always going to be that like finer girl. There's always going to be that bigger car. There's always going to be that whatever it may be. And I feel like a lot of, at least myself too, speaking from personal experience, there was a time where I was like, shit, man, I got to get off this app. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, because you're just constantly looking at stuff that's always like better than what you have. And sometimes you lose your gratitude for it, you know, mm-hmm. definitely. It's all about comparison. Like sometimes, man, back when I was working, I, I thought about that all the time. I'm like, bro, I fucking I don't want to be in this cubicle anymore. I know I deserve to be out in the world. I know mm-hmm. I have the talent and I know I have the work ethic and everything. It's just not happening. But sometimes I would look at look at people from even a different country, you know, like like we are we're a privileged country if you really look at it like yeah. the whole the whole earth the whole planet earth like we we have it so much better and mm-hmm. i think about people in like the philippines and people in just third world countries and they're literally getting like blatantly just murdered and killed and they don't have mm-hmm. fucking food and water you know and mm-hmm. i'm over here like oh fuck like <laughs> i got a flat tire on my camry like <laughs> like really we really bugging about that but at the same time you don't want to lose sight of like the the goal too like it's a balance it's mm-hmm. really a balance where you like you should be around people that are better than you and people that have less. So you keep the gratitude when you're looking at people that have less, but you know, you got the carrot out in front of you dangling mm-hmm. so that you just keep going forward, you know? You see a Tesla, you're gonna want a Tesla, you know? Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. That shit's be going to the moon sometimes. For real. <laughs> and I, I think know. it's it's something cool that like um I don't know if you remember, but at least like in high school we did the whole like that soup kitchen thing, right? We had a volunteer mm-hmm. and I feel like through my experiences, especially during like COVID and everything, like we did the feed the juice and like mm-hmm. a few other things that I was a part of where it's like, it's cool to give back. Yeah. It humbles you a little bit. It feels real good. Honestly, it feels, that felt really good. I think we both went to that one. Yeah. Uh, the feed the juice. And, um, dude, it was crazy just to see people like their bike is all they have and everything yeah. they could fit in there. And like, she was like struggling, like, Oh fuck, I'm not gonna be able to fit all this. Like, can I take some out? Like, I was like, dude, that's yeah. like, that's a problem that, I've never had, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And they're living that shit every day. Yeah. There was a lot of people, too, that came in with, like, their car full. Like, they were living in their car. Mm-hmm. And, like, we didn't know where to put their box of food because, like, literally their whole back seat, the whole trunk, mm-hmm. and the whole passenger seat was full. And it's like, 
Like what? Like this is yeah. Like it's like said, they're gonna have to give up like a pair of shoes just to mm-hmm. just to make room for this food right now. Like yeah, that's crazy, bro. So yeah. I, I think yeah, definitely like there was some good that I think from came from COVID as far as people wanting to give back, people mm-hmm. like gathering the sense of community. You mean like definitely like local stores helping other local shops. You know what I mean? That kind mm-hmm. of deal. I just felt like there was a lot of good. You just have to as far as when it comes to social media too. You gotta like make that like what you see all the time and like unfollow some of the other stuff that's probably not i've been cleaning up my follow game bro like <laughs> there's so there's so much on there that's just not realistic for me and it's like what is it really doing for me you know like because mm-hmm. i'm scrolling all the time we're all guilty of it we all scroll all the time so i've just been trying to follow more business hacks like shit more yeah. more like positivity more like spiritual stuff so when i'm scrolling through it's like you're reading it's like you're reading you know like they say like what you put in your brain it's literally like gasoline yeah yeah brain and food exactly exactly so you got to feed the right shit so i'm just trying to just slowly like keep a balance you know like you know guilty pleasures and all that yeah but at the same time like indulge in things that are helpful at the same time mm-hmm. so a lot went down in 2020 surrounding a lot of different topics but i felt like oh, yeah. one of the bigger things of the year was george floyd and then i think like around the same time you dropped all rise all rise yeah can you tell me a little bit about like that altercation that you had with the police and just kind of what inspired that song yeah so um leading up to that point i've actually been very lucky to not have any real altercations like i got off of a lot of things that i probably shouldn't went to jail i probably something probably should have happened to me but they let me go so i never really had that like i guess that shock yet that reality that I don't know, you can't talk your way out of shit Mm -hmm. all the time, you know what I mean? But this night was was different, but it was crazy because it was was a night that I didn't really expect it to happen because I was completely sober, did not drink, didn't even have any weed on me, nothing. I was in Lake Forest at 3 a.m. We had just left um, the hookah lounge, Mm. and we went to get some food, and I see the cop just chilling on the other side of the the parking lot with his lights off Mm -hmm. but he's always there keep in mind my homie lived a block away i was about to stay the night over there and then wake up and go to work from there Mm -hmm. so i know this area i'm thinking he's just camping waiting for someone to run the red light or some shit so i don't really think about it but once i'm done eating i start my car and i see the cop start his car too and i'm Mm -hmm. like oh shit like something about to go down i I just felt weird Mm -hmm. and as soon as i you know pull out you know he darts across the, the the parking lot lights me up i'm like oh shit so i pull out pull back into the chevron and as soon as as soon as he as soon as i stop he literally like i'm rolling down my uh my window and he's like put your hands back on the wheel like it was hostile from like Mm. the very very beginning and i was like damn and keep in mind i had a piece of shit car i had an 03 nissan maxima Mm -hmm. all blacked out tinted and i'm in a like a in a in a in a white neighborhood bro yeah, like an upscale that. neighborhood at 3 a.m on a wednesday mm-hmm. they're like this nigga gotta be pushing <laughs> oh, weight or something bro i think they gambled and like kind of lost but mm-hmm. but um i'm like all right yes sir i put my hands back on the on the wheel and he says do you have license or registration i said yes i do so i gave it to him and he's like all right step out of the car and i said did i commit a crime and he said i asked the fucking questions not you step oh, out of the yeah. fucking car right now yeah and I said, sir, you have no probable cause. You have no reason to be talking. And before I could even get that out, shot me with a taser, Ooh. pulled me out the window, mm-hmm. threw me on the ground, beat me up a little bit, tased me again, and long story short, threw me in jail. Yeah. I was in jail for like a day and a half or whatever. And I got out, and I was like, why did I get out? Because they gave me one phone call, right? And I was like, bro, you, I have a clean record. Like, 
what I don't even know what's really happening right now because I've never been to jail before. Mm-hmm. And um, went to jail. Yeah. <laughs> went to jail. I called my mom, and they said, "Oh, you're going for resisting arrest." Resisting arrest, bro. I was not under arrest, mm-hmm. not on probation. Like I said, clean, clean record, bro. Mm-hmm. And they searched my car, trying to find some shit. Clean, bro. Mm-hmm. Everything was clean, and they just did me dirty, anyways, bro. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to court on my court date. My name wasn't anywhere to be found. I was tripping. I thought I was gonna get a warrant because I was at the wrong place or something. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know how this shit was gonna turn out. So I talked to the DA, and the DA said they dropped it. And mm. I got something in the mail saying that it was not an arrest, it was a detention and some bullshit and basically like a, you know, mm-hmm. half assed sorry letter. And, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah. And that's literally it. So um when the when the George Floyd shit happened, dude, it really spooked me, bro. It still haunts me like to this day that that can really, really happen. Like mm-hmm. like I don't care if someone's like if someone's I mean, people try and justify it the other way and say, oh, he was a criminal, he was on drugs, he was this and that, but you don't kill people, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you don't murder people. You you put them where they can get help and you and you you obviously punish them, you know, you put them in jail, but you don't kill them, bro. Yeah. Like, it just, and especially like that in broad daylight in front of everybody, mm-hmm. it just really, really, really kind of triggered a PTSD that I had that I never had before that incident, mm-hmm. you know? So it kind of just triggered some old shit and made it new again. Um, and then I just, I made that song, All Rise, just to kind of tell my story mm-hmm. for um, for people that want to hear it, you know, in a musical fashion. So yeah, I just had to spill it out, bro. And like, I made a video to it and everything. And hopefully it catches, bro. Hopefully, you know, hopefully it's yeah. well received. Yeah, I think too, like that's a, that's a, I'm glad that, not glad, but the aftermath, I was glad because a lot of people are calling for police reform or whatever, you know, just mm-hmm. trying to like change the system because Think about how many times social media is big now. We have different news media outlets and, and different ways to watch videos. But think about it like before 2005, like there was like YouTube wasn't big, Twitter wasn't around, Facebook wasn't around. Mm-hmm. So, like, think about how many instances dating back to like all the way since the beginning where shit like this happened mm-hmm. and it, you know, cops or whatever they were called back then got away, mm-hmm. you know, because they just were, they have this power. And so they have this like, some people have that Napoleon complex where, you know, they weren't shit or they're bullied or, and they want to mm-hmm. take it out on other people like later in life. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's a it's a bad system. And we're seeing a lot more of that. Right. Like I said, because of the power of social media, we've seen shit since like, you know, early 2010s, probably even before, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I'm glad that a lot more people are basically starting to wake up to, to these issues. And it's um it's, it was brought to the forefront, I think, in the year 2020. It was like a big it was a big discussion i guess you could say mm-hmm. like around a lot of friend groups that weren't talking about this before yeah bro it should have went viral a long time ago but like you said shout out to all the cameras and everything mm-hmm. and it's i think it was worse before just because they know that all the cameras are there but it's still fucked up that even there even though there's other cameras they're still still taking advantage of it and even when it does get caught on camera it still doesn't like mm-hmm. they don't get punished to the full extent like right. it's it's crazy to me bro like that's that's a ridiculous amount of like corrupt power, bro. Mm-hmm. It's really really crazy. Yeah, because even recently, like what the, I feel is like Kenosha, Wisconsin, right? The officers who shot Jacob Blake, like they didn't get charged or anything, and then you know yeah. the whole Breonna Taylor situation. It was just like, like you said, there, there's there's video evidence of these things, and they're still getting away with it, and it just upsets a lot of people. And like mm-hmm. I, I thought at the end of that song too, you know, um, people are rising something along that line because minorities are afraid you know they've always been afraid but like mm-hmm. now we understand our power too there's power in numbers and as far as like unifying and mm-hmm. speaking up and, it, and i think it's cool too like 
you know, we look at sports and like NBA, NFL, different players are pushing messages across and they're using their platform, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's uh, pretty powerful. It is, bro. It really is. Yep. I'm, I'm liking to see it. Like you said, it's, it's bittersweet, obviously, to see that like haunting video, but it's good that people are really, really waking up. And I'm seeing people that are not of color that are really waking up too and mm-hmm. really, really taking their hat off to the situation and saying like, how can I help? Like, what can I do? I had no... I really, really didn't yeah. know, and I, I will never. They're admitting, they're admitting that like I will never have to go through something like that. Right. But I mean, it's like ninety nine percent a race thing, but it's also like a cops become cops too quick. Like, why does it take longer to become a barber than it does to yeah. become a cop? Like, they need to, <laughs> they need to go through psychological testing. They need mm-hmm. to go through all kinds of shit. Like, almost as if they're going into like I guess the military or to become a doctor. Like, it should be on that level. Mm-hmm. But really, it's it's not that hard to become a cop. Mm-hmm. It's really not. They make it easy on purpose so that all the people that are like, oh, I'm going to get with the program. Like, I'm going to, I don't know, bro. It's toxic. Yeah. And I've heard people too, like, at least in college, like, you know, I don't know how people were serious about it, but they're like, oh, like, if we don't make it out in college or we don't have, you know, so and such and such plan filled out by 25, 26, let's just become a cop. So it's like, people know it's like an easy, it's an easy, like, um, what do you call it? Like an easy salary mm-hmm. and it's an easy pension. Like you get good benefits after you retire mm-hmm. and, uh, it's easier to get into, right? Like no one's saying that about like different shit. You know, some people use the army as that, but that's obviously different. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? Like for the fact that people have that mindset where it's like, well, if nothing else works out, I could just become a cop. Like that's not right either. You know, the, and, the, the cop, it should be, if I'm not, if I can't become a cop, then I'll do something else. It's yeah. crazy how the cop is on that side of it. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, that's my plan B. I can do that whenever the fuck I want. I can get in and get out. Mm-hmm. Probably won't get punished for a whole lot of shit if I fuck it up. Mm-hmm. So they just need, you know, the, the, the punishment needs to fit the crime on both sides. That's it. Yeah. Like you said too, with the psychological training, I think a lot of them need to get trained with like how to use their words instead of having weapons, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, and like, you know, I think, you know, obviously there's like some sort of ego that comes when you have like a car that's like, you know, decked out with like security or whatever. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, they don't always need to have all the gear and yeah. all the shit that they need to. And, they, and like, there's probably a lot of cops. Granted, like, sure, if you're calling 911 for like a, you know, a hostile situation where someone has, you know, a gun pointed at a bank. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We need cops with guns to come through, you know, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of other times where like, there doesn't need to be a cop with a gun that comes to this mm-hmm. you know minor offense or something that you could just talk it out. For real. You don't need to be reaching for it. Like right away. Like mm-hmm. that shit crazy. I mean, obviously, I mean, it's being a cop is probably sketchy as fuck. Like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll give that respect to it, but like, you gotta like, no, you gotta know better. You just got to know better, bro. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And that's, gotta... I think that's where it comes to the psycholo- psychological training. Yeah. And they need to like stop. Li- I feel like they don't test for a reason. They're like, oh, we want these crazy people in here. <laughs> like we want these racist people in here. Like we want these killers in here, bro. Mm-hmm. Like they need to do better from the top all the way to the bottom. Mm-hmm. For real. So after that incident, do you feel like you said you get sometimes like waves of PTSD? Like when you see a cop driving by you or you're just driving and. Yeah. Because I know it could go that far. Like, mm-hmm. like I always knew, but once it happens to you and, like, it's it's just you and it happens, like, to you, you feel that pain, you feel that, like, that trauma, like, I don't know. It was a, it was a different, because I've been in a lot of sketchy situations in my life. I've been hurt before and it doesn't, it hits different when you know that they can do it and they can probably get away with it. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's the, that's the different part. Like, for example, like, me and her, we was driving um, to um, Oklahoma and we got pulled over Oh, I got pulled over in uh, New Mexico. Mm. And the first thing she did, because she already know what it is, like she called my sister and like stayed with my sister yeah. on the phone because yeah. the cop came up. He was cool. 
But he's like, hey, you mind if I, if if uh, if you step out of the car? And I said, whatever makes you feel more comfortable, honestly. And then I feel like he kind of he he got me for speeding. It wasn't a big deal. <laughs> but he he was even cool. He's like, oh, he's like, I like you, bro. Like this was this was a good you know conversation. Um, I'm gonna knock it down a couple miles per hour, and we oh, ended okay. up being like fucking seventy bucks. Oh shit! Yeah, shout out New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, honestly, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, like. I see cops and especially when they get behind me. Oh my God. So mm. another story, we went to Oklahoma, we stayed for two months and we was on our way back and we was in Texas mm-hmm. of all places, bro, where they're not cool with shit. Mm-mm. They're not cool with anything, especially weed. And I was smoking, bro. It was a long drive. So I was smoking, <laughs> cop pulls right behind me. I'm like, dude, in Texas, Yeah. in Texas, bro, like- at least wait till we get to New Mexico where they don't give a fuck about weed and shit. And cop lit me up. Mm-hmm. I pull over and the cop blows by me Ooh. and he was pulling over somebody else instead Ooh. of me and I was like thank you God I was about <laughs> to be in a cell in Texas bro yeah for real yeah you'll do some serious time in Texas for that shit yeah for just a joint I had like 10 of them rolled up already like <laughs> oh, shit. yeah it would have got me mm-hmm. <sighs> so how was your trip though to Oklahoma man. it was cool man there's a lot of a lot of Trump flags over there yeah a whole lot <laughs> of Trump time. flags yeah. dog <laughs> It was crazy to be a part of the, like the country, bro. Cause what part, of, what part of Oklahoma? Um, Marlow, Oklahoma, which okay. is actually very, very insane. A lot of my, a lot of my uh, family on my black side was like, "What the fuck? You was in Marlow, bro? Mm-hmm. Like that shit is like it's like outlaw country." And they literally have like a like a KKK weekly. Mm. Like they are like prideful of that shit. You see Confederate flags everywhere. Damn, what brought you out there? Um, it was the cannabis industry. Oh, okay, okay. And I was printing a lot of merch out there too, so it was like a double deal. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. And COVID too, I wasn't really making any money at the time, so I was like, let's go get some money, bro. Let's go to Oklahoma. Yeah. And the homegirl was plugged in, and she put us on. So that's that was, tight. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, and I feel like, like you said, the, the opportunity to go to another state, even during COVID, I feel like you can like maximize that. You know what I'm saying? Like I really did. It's like they never seen drip before. Like I, I sold so many hoodies, bro, and like they look at you like you're famous because everyone wears just like basic stuff over there. Mm-hmm. But it's a whole <laughs> different vibe. Like people are way more like polite. People are way more like mm. confrontational in a good or bad way. It just depends on what kind of energy you bring. But it's kind of yeah. like a mutual respect. I didn't really feel that like intimidated or that really scared, even though a lot of the people looked like. They probably like. <laughs> I don't even want to say it, bro. I don't even. I don't even want to say it. Yeah, I feel you. Because it sounds like it sounds reverse racist. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it was a lot of a lot of people that were the exact opposite of me. I'll mm-hmm. say that. But it was all good. Everything was fine, and we made our money, and met a lot of good people, and sold a lot of hoodies, smoked a lot of weed. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what was like the? Did you guys do any like sightseeing? Like pretty sights that you may have seen out there? Um, Oklahoma. I mean, we went to OKC. That was mm-hmm. cool. It was the first time I'd seen anything like that, and. Um, so I went the wrong way on the road so many times over there, bro. Especially in Texas. Especially in Texas, bro. Like, I didn't know in Texas there was, like, the highway, and then there was, like, a side highway. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's two lanes on this side of the highway, but I thought they were both going one way, so I'm on fucking going 80 or whatever. <laughs> on the fucking left side, all of a sudden I see a car pulling up. I'm like, oh, shit. I get over, and they're just like, what the fuck? I'm like, bro, check the license plate. I'm from Cali, bro. I'm from Cali. We don't know how to do shit here. Yeah, for real. But then we got to Oklahoma. Yeah, bro. Honestly, it was way different everything was way different but i needed it it was it was really refreshing but then on the way back um when we went to new mexico we saw what was it called white sands bro i was there too dude it's lit it was beautiful bro yeah it was dope yeah that's why i like 
so I did a recent road trip too. We drove uh, down the freeway to New Orleans, as far as New Orleans, and we headed back. But we passed through New Mexico and we stopped at White Sands. But it's good to take like so we didn't do any business unfortunately, but it was cool to still like kind of see a little bit of the other side of the country. You drive through Texas, you're talking about like the gas. Dude, have you seen some of the gas stations there? They're like hundred pumps deep. So oh like, yeah, bro. Yeah. Because it's like that route has like a bunch of semis and shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's just traffic on traffic with like big semis and mm-hmm. travelers and all that. But I thought you was gonna say the gas prices, bro. When I first oh, got out there, yeah, it was okay. like a dollar, a dollar twenty nine. As soon as you leave California, they drop to like a dollar something. Depending on where you are in Arizona, it's like it's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> Arizona, New Mexico. Even the hotels were cheaper. Groceries were cheaper. Mm-hmm. Everything was way cheaper, bro. And it kind of. I got so into the vibe that I was like, man, why don't I just, like, shut down my Cali shit and just come back to Cali when I want to? Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. The scene, I built so much in the scene over here. Yeah. So. It's hard to leave a place like this, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Because I think those places are cool to visit and, like, props to everyone that moves out there. I'm glad you guys did so I could, you know, visit you every now and then, have mm-hmm. a place to stay. Yep. But um, I couldn't... I mean, there's just so much to do here, whether it's, like, for business or... You can go see a performance one obviously during non-covid times we can mm-hmm. go to the beach another day like we can go to the snow now like in big bear and like there's so much to do here and, and living in a like a small town in texas yeah it's, it's not the same you know or in oklahoma or new mexico those areas while they may be like beautifully like in nature still like i, I feel like you'd go bored like you said you'd have cabin fever from you know quarantine yeah. and everything like they probably live that all the time <laughs> they do it's a lot slower out there mm-hmm. it's a lot slower a lot a lot more quiet people always wave at each other and shit Mm. it's different it's way different and then as soon i remember driving back and as soon as i got here people are cutting me off and shit i'm just like yeah we back in california bro yeah we are back where the weed is actually good (laughs) (laughs) shout out to california right for real so when 2020 kind of came to an end what were some of the things that you wanted to what were your plans i guess for the year 2021 just to I kind of wanted just to not think too much about it being a new year and just kind of keep doing what I'm doing because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've just been, you know, a brick a day and I feel like the wall is building and the empire is really just building, especially during the tail end, especially in Oklahoma and then coming back and being in so many different elements. I like being busy. So I kind of wanted just to keep doing what I was doing as far as just taking everything with the, with stride. And plus... My main goal for 2021, I know I said, I just said I was going to stay away from resolutions and shit, but not to go back to any job, like just Mm. to be independent and make my own money and I'll worry about the tax situation when it's time for all that. But (laughs) I want to make my own money and I want to eventually have the business big enough to where there's people working under me and I'm the one signing, you know, the paychecks and I'm doing what I want to do because when I'm making these hoodies, I mean, I'm not going to lie, sometimes I get hella frustrated, but it I still love it. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Even if it doesn't look like I'm having a good time, I still am. And it's still better than having to clock in and make sales under somebody else. Even though I was good at that, I was making good money and it was stable money. It's it's just not enough. Yeah. It's just not enough. There's a ceiling, bro. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I was at that ceiling and I was good and good and good and good. But you can't be great. You can never be great when it's when you're working for someone else. So, yeah, I just took the ceiling off. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like minimum wage has risen over the years. But I just feel like for someone else to tell you like an hour of your life is worth only so much. Right. I think minimum wage now in California is like 15 or 14. Yeah. But it's like 
that's all you're worth for this hour, you know? And it, it, I don't know. I feel like after a certain time, and like you said, there's a cap at a lot of jobs, right? Unless you yeah. have, you know, a certain degree that moves you up to management or HR or some sort of, like, regional mm-hmm. shit. You only can go so far. And for mm-hmm. you to tell me, like, damn, my, my life's only, what, maybe worth 18, 20 at some of the better jobs. Mm-hmm. An hour? Like, that's crazy. And, like, props to you for, like, taking that leap of faith because it is hard for a lot of people. You know, it's, it's yeah. like uncharted waters. And I think we're... Especially it's like since we both went through the public school system, like they, I feel like the public school system is kind of like uh, they churn out people to fit the nine to fives and fit those like mm-hmm. you know the factory, the office type jobs and, and c- kind of comply with that, you know. Mm-hmm. And you understand like that's what it is, and here here I am because a lot of people, I don't think if they had the option they wouldn't stay there, but they do because it's comfortable, it's all that they know, and what they get is like enough to them sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I just I think that's like a shitty way to live sometimes. Definitely. Most definitely. And it, just trading hours for dollars, like you said, bro, like that's just depressing. That's such a depressing sentence to say in here. Like, here, this is what you're worth for this time. And it makes me not even want to work hard. Mm-hmm. I literally even yeah. said that to one of my bosses. <laughs> Once upon a time, everybody, I worked at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And literally, I was just so over it that day. And I was about to walk out. And my manager, Delia, was like, Mijo, you need to speed up. And I said, you know what? I don't even care about this line. It doesn't matter. I'm still getting paid. You gonna give me a raise? And then she 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 was like, oh well, then I could just like cut your hours altogether, and you'll make less. And I was like, oh okay, cool. So there's no reward. It's all risk. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's all risk. Like I don't know. It just seemed like there's too many downsides to it. Mm-hmm. So that's when I switched over to doing sales, and it wasn't even an hourly thing. It was a commission production based. It's on you mm-hmm. type vibe, but just the way that I don't know, bro. Like just being on a schedule every day even though every client's different it it still feels repetitive i don't want to do like repetitive i Mm want to do creative right now and i'm sure you selling your hoodies is a lot different than selling whatever you had to sell at that company i'm saying it's a lot more passionate yeah because people want people want it you know like (laughs) at least i hope they do you know and like every hoodie's different and just like seeing the look on people's face when when i send them the the snippet of it or when i drop it off to them like bro they're looking at it they're like i'm gonna put it on right now like to me that's fulfilling and I just like doing it. I just like, and I love, I love clothes, bro. I like yeah. getting every color, every I have every color of every shoe. Or, for real, like, <laughs> for real. And she, she be helping me a lot too, man. I gotta say it in both interviews. Shanti, Shanti baby. Shanti, Shanti. Yeah, she be hooking it up. She got this new, uh, it's like a different material, so it's like 3D on that shit. So mm-hmm. yeah, it pops. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you said, it's like that collegiate. Uh, collegiate style sweater you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah definitely it's not gonna peel off anytime soon I don't think so yeah yeah shit <laughs> so we talked about it on the last show too we can repeat it for those like the new listeners and everything but organically lift, organically gifted what, what does that mean to you it just means that everyone is born with something and everyone has a purpose and I feel very bad for people that that are are I guess pulled away from it because of the people that they're around, you know, they're a product of their environment. But I don't feel like everyone is born in the right place. And people, mm. I feel like there's people that are born from different eras, even. Yeah. Bro, you know like, what I mean? Or old like, souls. yeah, old souls. There's a lot of people like that. So keep making that music that you think is, sounds like it's from the 70s or the 80s. Who gives a fuck what's popping right now? Do <laughs> that because that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And you will do that better than 
than doing something else that people you think will like because it's going to be here today and gone tomorrow if you conform. Mm -hmm. So just keep doing what you want to do. And if you and, and some people are lucky enough. Some people are very structured and diligent and disciplined and book smart and they grow up with parents that have money to send them to Yale or Stanford or whatever they want to do. So mm -hmm. in that case just don't fuck it up. <laughs> but if you're that kid that wakes up and says I want to be a freaking you know I want to be a sports player or I want to be you know, an entrepreneur or a musician or a fucking artist, then you should not be in school. Mm -hmm. You should not be in school. And it doesn't matter if it's your parents. Your parents are grown-ass kids. They want the best for you, but they don't always know what's best for you. Mm -mm. So just, you know. Mm -mm. And it gets to a point where you got to take that leap of faith and just do what you want to do. But that's what OG means. That's what organically gifted means is just everyone has that fire. So just, just follow it. And you know. Yeah. Because it makes you hot. It makes you hot when you follow the fire. Like, you know when people talk about something and you're just like, oh, shit, you're interested and you want to talk and you want to do that. You know, mm -hmm. like, that's that's what it is. Just follow that. Don't mm -hmm. listen to anything else. It puts you in the zone to where, like, nothing else even matters to you. You know what I'm saying? You're just, like, so into it. Whatever you may be, like you said, it could be skateboarding. It could be drumming or whatever. I don't know. Like Anything. It, yeah. Anything at all. And I think that's the cool thing about, like, working with kids. But it's, it's also challenging at the same time because you do see – I work with middle school and high school – and you see like what the school system has done to them where it's kind of like made them all assimilated and like yeah they're they they don't have like a lot of passions and like middle school high school like that's the age where you should be getting like understanding like what you're into maybe not what you're gonna do for the rest of your life obviously that might be too little early but like you should have an idea of like what you really like what you really don't like and i don't know it, it, it definitely does us a disservice that we have to take like a math to our senior year or yeah. English or a history or whatever. And, like, while some of us may be into that stuff, if we're not, like, I think a lot of us just feel like school is a waste of time. And then, I don't know, like, it, it limits us, you know? It limits our potential. Yeah, it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. There should be, like, a different... There should be different types of schools, mm -hmm. I think. You know, like, they got artsy schools and stuff, like, shout out, like, OSHA and, like, all that. But there should be different kinds of high schools instead of... 99% of the schools being, like you said, the math, the English, the history, like who's going to use that? Maybe a small percentage of people that are going to, you know, be in that lane. But I feel like they should let people do what they want, you know, pick a lane, you know, earlier. Because mm -hmm. there's so many people, I guarantee you, you and I probably both know people that are just in a lane that they don't want to be in. But yeah. it's safe and it's secure and, you know, they get the 401k and then, <laughs> you know, they're, you know, 50, 60 and they're like, oh. I hated my life. <laughs> yeah, for real. Now they're like, oh, now I'll be able to do what I want. But now you're kind of like too old. You don't have the, the, I guess, the glow of being young anymore. And it, it's oh, it's like it's backwards to me. I feel that. Yeah. So reflecting back on 2020, I guess, what, what were some more of your proudest or prouder moments that you had from that year? Things that you may have learned, things you may have accomplished? I think quitting my job. <laughs> That was that was probably the I've been dreaming about that moment for a long time and I finally like had a situation where I could make money and save money and and do it a different way. Mm -hmm. That was by far number one I would say is just quitting my job, just being able to be like just wake up whenever I want and do whatever I want and I make my own to-do list, I make my own schedule. God knows I work hard regardless, but I'd rather it be steps towards something that I thought of and something that I created and it's like what's the difference between me and the owner of the big company I was working for nothing they just yeah. they just worked at it and they believed mm -hmm. but their job is to make you not 
not like discourage you from doing other shit, but their job is to get you fired up about their dream. Right. And they word and they sprinkle it and make it, you know, super <laughs> nice so that, you know, their their dream is growing. Mm-hmm. And that's their job to plant those seeds, but I'm about to plant plant my own seeds. Mm-hmm. So that was probably the biggest turning point for me in my life, like in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? But not just twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, relaunching the brand, the organically gifted brand, I'm really proud of that. Um, just and just not taking my foot off the gas because a lot I've seen a lot of people this year just kind of fall off Mm -hmm. and they just want to party and they just want to still act like they're a senior in high school (laughs) you know what I mean so like for me I just been kind of like on I took a lot of hiatuses and Mm -hmm. you know I bounce back and I take another hiatus so I'm kind of just like realizing I guess the um just the element of surprise you know I kind of before I was like just just go and go and go and release and release and release and release, but it's not really about that so much. It's strategic, so I'm just figuring out the strategy a lot better this year and keep it going through 2021 is the is the goal. Mm-hmm. There you go. What are some other goals you have this year as far as with the brand outside of the sweatshirts? Um, I don't know. I kind of just want to just keep it going. Yeah. I want. Um, I just want it to be you know, a household name eventually, you know what I mean? And like, I'm building the whim brand too, obviously, and the whim, um, movement and the music and all that, that's still number one for me. Um, but I definitely want this to be, um, you know, like a household name. I, de- I eventually want to do dispensaries. I want to mm. get involved in the cannabis industry. I want to own like a bunch of studios. I want to employ a bunch of other engineers that like recording people. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a storefront, you know, a storefront would be sick on like Melrose or something yeah. like something real big. And I just want to get just get on that level where it's people, you know, that are A-list are, are wanting, you know, this shit. Yeah. And um, hopefully the price will go up with it, too. <laughs> All know? right. I feel that. So back to the music, you said, you know, just kind of dropping more strategically. What are some of those goals this year as far as like the strategies behind like the music you're dropping? Um, Just more visuals. I actually invested in my own camera. Um, so we could shoot everything in house because mm. a lot of videographers work on their own time and they have they, they don't just do music videos you know they, they have their own life and yeah. they have their own you know music videos is just one of their I guess tricks mm-hmm. um, and I don't always work like that sometimes I need it within a week and I want to put it out now um, so just working you know in house a lot more is uh, something that I'm really trying to do Sure. Most definitely, because I'm already doing it with the with the you know the studio and everything. So why not do it with the videos too? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There you go. Because I mean, I think we were talking about last time too. You're talking about how you engineer your own stuff now. Mm-hmm. You produce a lot of things, and mm-hmm. I can just shoot your own videos too. Like exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's either gonna be Young Serpent or Shanti shooting it. Mm-hmm. So it's in house. I mean, those are like. <laughs> My left hand's right there. I'm a lefty, so I say left hand. Yeah. Those are, my, those are my two left hands right there. So, you know, they're willing to do that. And then I got a guy that edits it real, real fast and stuff. And we're, we're learning how to edit and everything. And it's, it's all just in-house. So we don't really need, you know, too too big of a team. We can branch out when we want to, but we don't have to. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Now, when you drop music this year, you know, I mentioned... Well, I heard you mention that you don't want to like drop an album because a lot of listeners don't pay attention to the whole album. Mm-hmm. But is there going to be any like theme to the song, kind of like you did with last year's album and the Heartbroken Heartbreaker? A theme to the songs, to yeah. each one. Um, yeah, I mean that's kind of the point. Just because each song does have a theme, so releasing it one at a time with its own theme just kind of makes it more digestible for people. And like, oh, this is a Heartbreaker song. 
um, or this one's a heartbroken song, or this one's real sad, I'm listening to this. You know, rather than giving them a whole book, I'm just going to give them a chapter at a time, and yeah. then they can just piece it together however they want, you know, because they can get... It's easier for people to have an imagination when it's not too much for them to process and just to handle. And then also just throwing gas on it, because I got a... a I got in touch with a lot of good marketing people on the internet and Spotify playlisting and stuff that's actually legit because there's mm-hmm. a lot of bullshit out there and like I don't really fuck with that. <laughs> yeah, bro. And um, just just throwing gas even on old flames because I have so much stuff out and I've been doing this for so long that mm-hmm. I'm just gonna just throw gas on on everything. Even it, and it made me realize like it doesn't matter how old something is. Like some. Oh yeah. Like I dropped the song Purple in 2018 and now it's my biggest song. Yeah. And it blew up in quarantine. And you know why it blew up is because when quarantine happened, I don't know if you remember, but there was people, they were just trying to find shit to do online. And there was like a quarantine calendar. And it said like day one. And it was, everyone was posting them in their stories. Like day one, um, post, post a song that reminds you of your best friend. Post a song that reminds you of whatever, whatever. Yeah, with the color or something. And one of them was a color. And I guess people love the color purple. So (laughs) it it went, the song went from a song that I just dropped as one of my first, you know, all platforms released back in 2018. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the middle of 2020, it starts going up and it's went from not even in my top five popular to like four, three, two. Now it's number one. It's still Damn. number one. It's at almost 400 K now, a hundred percent organically just from Damn, that. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. So just, just kind of taking my personal, I guess, emotions out of it. Cause there's times where I'm like, I've heard this song so many times or that song's old. They're not going to like that or whatever. It all has the potential. You released it and you believed in it a hundred percent at one time. Like, yeah. don't let that, don't Ooh. let that like waver. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all of it's worthy of being out. There's so many songs that I have that I don't put out because I don't, I'm like, uh, nah, it's not my best. It's just a filler song. It's a kind of a whatever song. Yeah. So I'm just kind of reminding myself that I released all these songs for a reason. Right. So just throw gas on all of them and hopefully, you know, it spills over because I'm already seeing it. You know, when Purple is blowing up, I'm seeing it like I'm seeing it spill over to all my other catalogs and all my all my plays are just slowly but surely just going up That's just tight. off that one song. So I'm trying to have more Purples. There you go. That's a lot more up. Purples. I love that. So going now, shifting over to like Orange County, the music scene, you talked about how like you've been doing this for a while. Yeah. I feel like at least on social media, there's a lot of people who haven't been doing this for a long time that are kind of like, I feel like are tainting the scene a little bit, if you like have you will. Yeah. And we're not going to drop any names or anything, but just like, how does that make you feel when like other artists or platforms try to start beef with you or just try and like basically take shots at you knowing like they don't have the record and stuff and the work in the past like you would do to, you know to back it up i mean now i just laugh because <laughs> i know like it's like it's like you're a senior and then that cocky freshman comes in and they're just like oh i'm about to take your spot and you're just like bro like <laughs> you're good but you're not like you're not on this level bro and it's it's things that you can't see it's kind of things that you can just feel mm. and i don't really feel like any threat by anybody when it comes to when it comes to the county you know like we got a lot of good people and a lot of people that know how to market even though they are new they're they're better at marketing mm-hmm. and they're better at you know getting all these followers especially if they're younger and closer to high school um I don't know. People I don't know. People just people pay attention and take shots at things that they are threatened by. So if people want to come to me with with some bullshit then like it's confirmation that I'm doing something right and I've been doing it right. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's it's a slow growth but it's also going to be it's not going to be a drop off either. Mm-hmm. Once it once it pop pops, like I already know it's not. 
it's not going nowhere yeah until i say it is so yeah and i, I think that's what's like challenging too is like this, the fact that it does go nowhere a lot of this stuff like what is this all for though you know at the end of the day i think a lot of times people think this helps like boost whatever they're trying to push or pursue but at the end of the day i feel like you know orange county isn't like a hotbed yet it's not like a a place that where a lot of eyes are on so like the fact that you're kind of like tearing down other people is like what's the point you know yeah i never i never understood that i mean you don't have to like go have lunch with every single rapper or anything but Mm -hmm. it's 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 about you know support and you get you really do get what you give especially especially out here in orange county because like it's not a hotbed yet but i just can't agree with with certain things because it makes us look kind of like we're reaching yeah and it, it it's like i don't know man <laughs> i just don't want to look I just don't want us to look desperate. Like, just put out good music. Yeah. The antics are cool and everything, but back that shit up. What happens if you have two songs out and you blow up? Mm-hmm. Then you have nothing really to show for it. Right. And it's like, you've been in the game two years now. You drop a song a year. You could have put in so much more work. You could have dropped, you could have dropped like 20 songs in that amount of time and done yeah. more shows and had more hardcore fans. So when you pop, you got, you got a core fan base to come with you and they're going to carry you always. But mm-hmm. people just want to, people think it really does happen overnight. Um, but it just looks like that. People like even Jack Harlow. People, oh, oh what's yeah. popping? <laughs> he 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 blew up. He's the next. Big, he's he's brand new. That nigga been putting out music. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it takes ten years for overnight success. They say. Mm-hmm. So I would just say to those people, just keep putting in your work, youngin, and you're gonna get there, bro. There you go. You know what I mean? Like I mean, I'm 25 now, and uh, I've never felt closer. There you go, you man. That's what's up. So we know you're a part of the Orange Collective. We have Wave God in the building, and mm-hmm. you had a song with Sean Tuck too. Mm-hmm. Well, who are some other artists in Orange County that you you really fuck with, and you think that you could either see yourself working with, or you're just kind of like rooting for in the background? I mean, shit. <laughs> That's basically the two that I fuck with right here, <laughs> bro. Wave God P, shout out Wave God P over there, Joker Season, you heard me. Three twenty five, stream that. Mm-hmm. Sean Tuck too, man. Um, he's he's a black sheep for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone. Um, oh, um, shout out, um, shout out Devereaux. Devereaux, oh, yeah. Devereaux's sick, man. <laughs> She's sick as fuck. Um, the homie Flu Love, he's getting up there too. He's got a real smooth vibe, kind of a weekend, young pinchy vibe. Um, it's wavy, bro. And I've just been, those are the only four people, honestly, that I've worked with <laughs> in the last, I guess, uh, couple months is Sean Tuck, Wave God, Devereaux, and Flulo. So mm-hmm. um, am I forgetting anybody? Shout out. <laughs> shout out. Shout out everybody though. Yeah. I see a lot I see a lot of people. I see a lot of shit, but mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like it'll all happen at the right time. Yeah. If there if I'm gonna collab with anyone else, then it's it's gotta be a hit and otherwise it's not gonna come out. <laughs> yeah. Is there anyone whether it's in the county or you can go outside too, like that you would really wanna collaborate with? Shit. There's a lot of artists, bro. I want to collab with Toy Lanes, bro. I'm going to say mm. that, bro. Yeah. I'm going to say that. Yeah. Wave God, Mr. Toxic loves me for that. He loves every time I talk about Toy That's why He's like, that's my man's watch the Toy Lane slander. Bullshit aside, I just like his music. He's very uh, savvy with, with the melodies and the flows, and I feel like I'm very similar to that. So I would love to do a Toy collab. Drake, obviously. Not even the fact that he's Drake, but just the way that he makes music. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have to think about that because I don't like <laughs> to collab too much anymore. I feel that I keep it like in house. 
for the most part. Mm -hmm. And then going back to Orange Collective, what are some goals that you guys have coming out for this year? Well, we're going to do a lot more live streaming as far as those shows because we can't perform and, and, and Amir of OC, Mr. Foley, he's, he's always the guy that's the relationship guy with the owners of these venues and putting us in these places and, and stuff like that. But since that element is completely gone, we can't pull up in groups anymore and perform and do all that. Um, I guess just kind of changing with, with the tides, you know, and just kind of going, you know, playing to the curve. We like to say in all of yeah. our, all of our meetings and prayers is just playing to the curve and, and just roll with the punches and it's it's working so far you know we're doing you know some uh some dope radio interviews and stuff and hopefully we can do some live performances you know live stream yeah. and we have a couple plugs and we're just you know negotiating the contracts and stuff right now making sure the splits are everything and and just getting everything on paper because now everything is digital and you can't really just you know pull up it's, it's different it's yeah. just a different it's hard to connect the dots it's it's a lot different it's a lot more technical yeah so we're just working on keeping that tight i feel that do you feel like with the vaccine and just like other things coming out that will be no y'all i'm not getting the va i'm not getting the vaccine bro <laughs> i'm so scared of that shit bro like, i feel it all right all they're right. gonna chip us up they're gonna chip us up and they're gonna control us <laughs> and we're all gonna be like it's cr i don't even know bro i feel like they could just push a button on us now like mm. if everyone has it black mirror shit right yeah it's gonna push a button and everyone is like the zombies now yeah, like yeah. they could just push the switch on us like i don't know bro yeah that's the thing i think i mean there's i've never been an anti-vaccine vaccine person what do you call those anti-vaccine or whatever yeah but like this one is so different like i remember listening to a few podcasts when like it first came out like you know like like people like npr and like those kind of journalists they were kind of like skeptical of it too because this is not like hey like when you get a flu vaccine they take a little bit of the flu put it in you that way your body's used to fighting it off yeah. This one is like they're actually changing like your your DNA and mm -hmm. some shit that way because they don't want to put COVID in people and then obviously like have negative reaction. Yeah. But they want they're changing your DNA so that you can be like be better off fighting stuff to uh, like COVID and uh, the coronavirus and whatever. But I think that's a trippy because like it's changing your actual DNA and because it was made in seven months. There's no like there's never been like a lot of long term study on like yeah. what this may have as a side effect. Yeah, because even if, like, sometimes it takes years for side effects to, to, like, kick in. Yeah. Like, we don't know if, like, what if they're like, oh, it's clear, like, 100,000 people have taken it, and it's been a month, six <laughs> months, a year, it's fine. What if two or three years down the line, mm -hmm. you start eating people's faces and shit? <laughs> I am not okay with that, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't know. I'd mm -hmm. rather get COVID than have something in there that I don't know what it is. Yeah. And I feel like for us, as we're younger, we have, like, pretty good immune systems. We're stronger than, like, someone that's 70-plus, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I can see why they would have the urge. But I think a lot of younger people, especially, like, kids, man, like, you don't... Like you said, even if it's, like, 40 years down the road, like, some shit starts changing in your body. Like, that's not that's not normal. And, like, should we be okay with that? Like you said, it's, it's a little skeptical. And there's so many videos now, like... Because her family's in the medical field, and she said there was a video where, like, someone took it, and her eye, like, went to the left... Ooh. or some shit and I seen this video myself too where there was this lady she was like a spokesperson about it and like you know she was like there's a crowd of people and then they gave her the shot and people were clapping or whatever and she started <laughs> doing like the a little like post um I guess post vaccination interview or whatever and she literally fainted and passed the fuck out like Ooh. like 15 minutes later yeah 
So I'm just not cool with that, bro. Like, yeah. I don't know, bro. There needs to be there needs to be more testing. Yeah, just and, a lot of unknown, you know. And, before and Sean you Tuck, some... Sean Tuck texted me. <laughs> Shout we out just, Sean Tuck. Sorry. We were talking about him. No, you're good. Oh, <laughs> uh, he texted you in real time, huh? For real time, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but I I think it's crazy, like, to put something so unknown in your body. Like, not saying that there should be a reason for you to not to trust the medical field and whatever, but I uh, I hope they don't ever make it mandatory and they let people kind of see it out not saying i'll never get it but i just want to see like more research get done mm-hmm. more maybe a year two years down the road see what kind of happens and yeah. have more studies just see what the side effects may be you know yeah i'm good for now but <laughs> hopefully it gets there to where it's like proven and you know it gets stamped and approved and it's got its you know track record and all that so yeah, yeah. covid free america hopefully hopefully Ho- covid free world world sure. bro i keep forgetting that shit viral bro <laughs> For real, man. I've never seen anything like this, bro. I read about this fucking plague in the Bible and shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's crazy, bro. Shit, I'm like, ready for it to be over, but... Yeah, and I remember, like, leading up to it, too. I mean, we, we saw, like, people overreacted to the, the swine flu. People were overreacted to... What was the other one? Um, I think it was, like, bird flu or something. Something. There was, like, swine flu. There was, like... Ebola. Z- Ebola, you know what I'm saying? But it never really hit hard in, like, the United States. Like, it did mm. hit a few cases, but it never, like spread to where like 300,000 people got it you know yeah. something like that so I think that's what kind of like scared people and it, and it hit other countries so hard too you know like you said we're going back to what you said earlier like we're pretty fortunate we have a lot of advancements in the te- technology but like think about a third world country getting hit by something like this man they probably got devastated for real dude nothing you can do you can't go to the pharmacy mm-hmm. you can't go anywhere and get your shots mm-hmm. they're probably begging for a vaccine they're like I'll gamble with it bro like yeah. <laughs> we got a bunch of shit out here like just just save us man so mm-hmm yeah my biggest worry is like while it may not be mandatory to go some places it's like hey you want to go to this festival like okay only people with vaccines can go mm-hmm. or hey you want to go to this country only certain people with vaccines can go and they're going to do like one of those mm-hmm. on you and that limits life you know what i mean yeah. it becomes like selected they're also saying that it's going to be like on job applications now like are you vaccinated or not Ooh. Ooh, can that, you believe that, dude? Okay, that's a little much. Like, I could see like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like to do privileged things, like like uh like concerts and 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 um everything else like that. But to take away like even a minimum wage job from someone, <laughs> yeah. like, what the, what? flipping burgers, flipping burgers. No, you can't flip my burgers, bro. Unless you clean, dog. <laughs> like it's too much, bro. But I understand it. But I don't know. It's too much, bro. It, I it still hasn't sunk in. I still walk out. And still forget my mask. Yeah. And I'm walking around. I'm like, I really have this fucking mask. Everyone has a mask on right now. Everyone mm-hmm. in the world has a mask on right now. Like, mm. it's viral, bro. For real. Mm-hmm. I think the way they treated it, like looking at some of like how it's, it's serious. Like, I'm not trying to take away at all from the seriousness, but I think they instilled a lot of fear in people. Mm-hmm. People who aren't like as well versed as far as like learning how to maneuver around like news sources and stuff yeah so a lot of people like I, you know there was people like i met in like august september who still hadn't like never left the house for anything unless it was like groceries mm-hmm. you know and whatever else you know what i mean that i don't know like that's not a good way to live life either like psychologically what does that do to you long term you know the, especially these kids you know like working like i said a lot of kids have to do in-home schooling and they don't get it like you know we, we know how important going to football games practice going to dances, going just interacting with people on a day-to-day Yo, basis. I feel bad for people that were senior and mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was like one of the homegirls that was in one of our music videos. She mm-hmm. was she was younger and she was um 
she graduated from high school and she did like that trend where it's like ask me a question or post a picture of or whatever you know mm-hmm. and she posted it and said post a picture of and someone put prom and she said i didn't get a senior prom mm. but here's one from when i was a sophomore and i'm like you really didn't get a senior prom yeah it's crazy like having a senior prom i'm like cool i got it but to not have a senior prom is yeah. like damn you really didn't get a senior prom and you never will ever yeah ever because of fucking covid that's sad even like grad night and shit and like all those festivities because like high school something not everyone gets to go to college not everyone gets to do certain things after high school i feel like high mm-hmm. school like we said is what funnels a lot of like youth and to just not have like that big hoorah because for a lot of people they never go back to school they go to work or whatever they do you know they travel mm-hmm. some shit and you know like that's the end of it like they can't even celebrate it with the grad night a graduation where their family comes in a lot of people got family out of town too so yeah it's i don't know i feel bad for a lot of people and definitely high school seniors is another one and i thought it was just going to be last year's senior class that would have been affected by it mm-hmm. but it looks like it, not only this year maybe 2022's class i hope not but Fuck. shit it's just fucking it up it's all bad dude everything's on pause right now mm-hmm it's crazy what's the biggest thing you miss uh, from COVID other than like concerts and performing I was gonna say performing <laughs> um shit man going to the club once a month bro <laughs> going to mansion turning up at mansion bro that place was lit mm-hmm. I don't know what else what, I don't know I'm, so, I'm kind of get, like, getting used to it even though it still like hasn't set in yeah some of it has reopened back I, I miss the movies the I movies, see. yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I was literally just saying it to her. I was like, yo, are the movies open? Because mm-hmm. I remember, like, some of them were opening again, and then we hit the phase two lockdown again. And fuck, man. Yeah, I miss the movies. Mm-hmm. I definitely miss the movies. I miss not wearing a mask. Yeah. Because I feel like I feel so claustrophobic, and every time, like, I put it on, I feel like I'm breathing in my own, like, carbon dioxide and shit. <laughs> yeah. And I feel myself getting dizzy, yeah. and I'm like, man, I can only shop for, like, a couple minutes before I, like, take a mask off. And then people, like, yelling at me to put my mask back on and shit. And, like, mm. I don't know. I can't get mad because it's a real thing. You know, people really have died from it. And people mm. are really sick. And it sucks. Like, my, like I had a family member have it. Mm-hmm. And that shit looked horrible, you know. It wasn't mm-hmm. anything deadly. But it was just, like, a super flu. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't wish that on anyone. But I'm just like, fuck, I can't. I literally can't even breathe with this shit on, bro. Like, I'm, Yeah. And I think it's, it's tricky, too, like, going over to like going to certain places and it's like where is the mask appropriate and kind of like just bringing just in case and i don't know i guess it's just like the whole of like when to and where to mer- when and where to wear a mask yeah and uh the comfortability with it like you said some people are a lot more comfortable without it some people are not comfortable at all like leaving the house with it and it's just like people will walk their dog by themselves and i get it like being generous to anybody you may come in contact with mm-hmm. usually i'll wear one like around my chin and then if like someone's also walking on the same sidewalk i'll just throw it up mm-hmm. but i don't know like like even going hiking like i went hiking earlier this morning he's like damn i should probably bring a mask because there's gonna be a lot of hikers and like i don't know just out of respect to them but it's like damn now i'm like climbing elevation with this like thing in my face and like now i'm gonna get more tired you know yeah so. you're not supposed to be breathing in your own carbon dioxide <laughs> bro like you're not getting enough oxygen and like I see people with, like, those actual gas masks and shit, though. I'm like, I should invest in one of those, bro, just so that there's actual oxygen flowing through in and out of that shit. But, uh, yeah, I miss concerts the most, though. I miss performing, bro. That's my favorite part of it. Recording's cool. Writing is cool. Merch is cool. Everything about it is, is great, but the performing, like, whenever I dream of making it big, big, 
I think of like Coachella. I think of Travis Scott's yeah. performances. I think of Tory Lane's performances. <clears throat> All those big artists, bro, and just ten thousand people just screaming, you know, the ad libs too, or even yeah. the whole song. Even you know that shit just like mm, when breaks. the DJs cut the music and mm-hmm. they, the the crowd can sing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've done that, you know, in in like smaller venues, and it feels amazing. It feels like Coachella, so I can only imagine what Coachella mm-hmm. feels like, you know. So. It just sucks that, you know, there's no real date in sight mm-hmm. of that coming back. But um, I know it will eventually. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Eventually, whether it's two years, three years, hope to God it's not like seven or eight, but it'll come back. You'll get there. Yep. I noticed real quick the the necklace. Is that like a, a crystal or anything? Or Oh, just... yeah. Yeah, she got it for me. She got one, too. Uh, we got these in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got these in Vegas, and I think um, hers means... Um, prosperity mm. and success and this one is protection okay and um she's actually starting a business with it and she's starting to sell them oh, so shit. she's she's miss crystal okay sure. yeah um but i don't know i just like the way that it looks yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like i like black you know what i mean like black black car black clothes black everything and uh i seen this and i was like protection i was like i like that yeah i feel like uh you know, I feel like she's always with me, and I feel like, you know, the universe is on my side when I wear it, so. That's good. I've always been curious about the crystals, so we got we got to set something up where we can learn a little bit more about them. Yeah, for sure. All right. Before we wrap things up, I do like to ask these, like, introspective, like, kind of questions to get the, audi- the audience to know you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So if you could have any toppings on a pizza, what would they be? Oh, shit. Meat lovers, baby. Okay. I'm going to start with bacon. <laughs> Extra bacon. <laughs> and then put a little more bacon on there. <laughs> And then pepperoni, and then ham, and all that. Bro, I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not a vegan at all. <laughs> all that shit. Um, I like spicy, so we're going to put some some jalapenos on there. And then um, and then we're going to put pineapple on half. Because they're... they're, they're <laughs> hey. I, I go, like I said, I'm split sometimes. And there's times where I'm like, you know what? I don't want no sweetness. I just want all the salty. I want okay. all the salt, bro. Give me all the smoke. Ooh. I wish yeah. I wish we had a camera face on like their two reactions because <laughs> both this of them got up so quick. Up. Yeah. <laughs> both you guys did. You guys were like, what? <laughs> Drop a comment. What do you think? Pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? Um, half, bro. I'm trying to make everyone happy. Half, yeah, half. because sometimes I want it and sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the yes and no happens in the same sitting. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, okay, one and one, one and one, one and one. <laughs> All right, um, fair enough. And we put in hella pepper on that shit, hella the spicy peppers and hella cheese. Um, shit. <laughs> Man, pineapple's good for a lot of things, all right? Nasty. Yeah, hey, yeah, it is. Just not pizza. You know? You don't, you in disagree? my opinion, in my opinion. Disagree? All right, that's cool. Not, not pizza. That's cool. That's cool. Pineapple's cool. Eat your pineapple. Yeah, eat uh, it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question: If you could talk to any person, dead or alive, in history, who would you want to talk to most? Damn. Anyone in history? Mm-hmm. That opens so many doors, bro. You, you can list out multiple people too if you can't narrow it down. Um. Oh man. There's so many, bro. Like, I can't even, like, narrow it down. I want to talk to Will Smith. Mm. I really want to talk to Will Smith. He's just, I don't know. I just feel like he, um, he's just a great actor. Mm-hmm. Seems like a great person. Very successful person. 
I just want to see what's up with him. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see how how'd you do it, bro? Yeah, a lot of different lanes too. Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to talk to. I want to talk to. I want to talk to Wiz Khalifa. Hey. I want to talk to Wiz Khalifa, bro. He seems like someone who's very, very like smart. Even though, yeah, he's a stoner and all that, but he seems like he's very smart. And it's like my type of smart. Every time I, I see an interview or a podcast with him, like I, I agree with everything. I feel like mm. you ever feel like you're kind of like a part of somebody, even though you don't know them at all. Like yeah, that's... or you guys would just like click if you like met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would also tell him to link up with Currency again and start rapping like he used to. <sighs> That'd be yeah. That back in the day, right? High mm-hmm. school, right? High school. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, high school introduced me to Wiz, bro. Mm-hmm. That old shit. Mm-hmm. Um, let me give you one more. Okay. Chance the Rapper, yeah, I'll throw Chance in there, bro. I would tell him... <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I would tell him so much shit, bro. I'd be like, make Chance do acid again, bro. <laughs> Give Chance a Zan. Yeah. Give hey. him something. Yeah. Yeah. For real? Yo, what, what went wrong with Chance? Right? Somebody's like, he got married. He got married and got sober and got weak, bro. Like, yeah. but he's... Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I still love Chance. I, I think I'll find it again. He just going through, everyone goes through different phases, you know what I'm saying? Man, I hope so. <laughs> Eminem went through a bunch of different phases. So I just, I don't know. And now I'll talk to Tori. He'd be like, did you do it? <laughs> did you do it, Tori? <laughs> that album Daystar was lit. That album Daystar was lit. All right, all right. But yeah, those are my three for now. I might come back to that when something pops up. Okay. If you could have any kind of exotic pet or an exotic animal as a pet, what would it be? Oh, shit. Monkey. Okay. I want a monkey, bro. Those things are lit. I feel like it's like having a kid, but they <laughs> listen. They actually listen. Maybe. Depending, I mean, depending oh, how well trained the monkey oh, is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like one of those, like a fucking uh, what's the pirates movie or whatever with the mm. little, little monkey right there, little, like. Like it was like spider monkeys, right? Yeah, like I want yeah. a spider monkey. Okay. Yeah, that'd be sick. Okay. And I would dye his hair. <laughs> Purple, probably. The whole, like the whole hair, or just like the top. Yeah, probably the whole thing. <laughs> probably the whole thing, bro. All Purple right. monkeys. Um, if if you were trapped on an island and food and water were provided, what are three things you'd want to bring to pass the time? My mic, my laptop, and my headphones. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, because then I could just release. <laughs> and, and my and my router, my my wireless, my Wi-Fi. Yeah, we we can pack we can package it. We can pack the mic and the. Yeah, yeah, recording equipment. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, sounds good. Mm-hmm. And then last question, if you can give any advice to your younger self, what would it be? Um, damn. Don't quit football your senior year and then try and come back because your coach is going to hate you forever for that. <laughs> I had the starting spot, man. I had it. I literally had it. Um, I would also say um, take, take – uh, Watch more mixing and mastering YouTube videos because mm. I've been mixing and mastering for like 10 years and I feel like I just Dang. now within the last year got to that industry standard that I'm looking for. And it shouldn't have taken that long because I had big homies around me and I, I learned a lot of the big things, but like all the little things that actually matter a lot. Like, I don't know. I, I'm so tempted to go back to some of my old songs and just like take them down, mm. remix and master them because I know so much more technicalities now and then put them back out, kind of like throwing gas on an old flame. Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know, it's kind of disrespectful to like my fate. Like, yeah. It was there for a reason. The moment is there. It's, it came and went, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, I would say just just watch more YouTube videos and just don't stop. Because once it started sounding like good, I was like, okay, I don't need to keep going. Oh yeah, it's just okay. gonna come at me. But I should have just dove like all the way in and kept the industry standard. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and got it there quicker. But we here now, so yeah. I ain't tripping. I think it's cool though, but people get to see the growth. You know I mean like, oh, he was here before, and you know, and this was his mastering. This was the level of production. Mm-hmm. And now you know, a year later, like look at where he's at now, or five years later, look at where he's at. That kind of deal. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Well, thank you again for being a part of the show. Of course, bro. I'm hey. glad we made this happen. No with doubt. video this time. Hell yeah, so with the, with the video, bro. <laughs> Before, Hell yeah. Before you go, go ahead and plug anything you want to promote, whether it's the brand, your music, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, organically Gifted, follow that on Instagram, organically.gifted. Website coming soon. Uh, we got hoodies, we got crewnecks, we got the custom shit if you want to customize the sleeves and all that. You know what I'm saying? Burger King, have it your way type shit. <laughs> um, and just, uh, we out here. We out here. We're not going nowhere. That's it, bro. There you go. That's a wrap. Yes, sir. Boom, that's going to wrap it up for another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. Once again, I am Noah Alvarez. And if you really enjoyed that conversation with Wim, be sure to leave a rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on any other platform like Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, or shoot, even you, well, I guess you wouldn't be listening to this on YouTube. But regardless, be sure to subscribe, be sure to follow, be sure to like the podcast's homepage. And if you really like the show be sure to share it with a friend share it with a relative share it with a classmate share it with a colleague whoever you think may like the show i'd greatly appreciate any support i can get with the podcast once again to the two best ways to follow the podcast on social media on instagram at my period mike and period i i like to promote the podcast with different snippets different pictures of the artist and myself if we record it in person if not if it's over zoom then i try to get like a screenshot or Maybe a picture of them just in a still photo by themselves. And um, it's just a good way to interact with the listeners of the podcast. Like I said, I got stickers for sale up on that podcast page. As well as, you know, we'll do some polls. Like I said, post different snippets, audio and video. So be sure to check that page out on Instagram if you're on that platform. And if you're on Twitter, follow me at underscore Noah Alvarez. That's the best way, like I said, to interact with me for the podcast as well as giving feedback tuning into my sports takes, interacting with different fans and, and friend, friends and family. I have more than one friend. And um, yeah, and before I sign off for this week's episode, I did want to get my final, like I do every episode, my little profit on. Man, hope you guys continue to chase dreams, not checks, and continue to battle through whatever obstacles you are going through. 2021, man. A lot of the stuff that was at the end of 2020, I'm sure, is still in your life in the year 2021. And um, but it starts, you know, change starts with you. I think we are definitely in control of our own destinies. I think we have more power than we like to give ourselves credit for. And uh, you know, human beings have done a lot of great things, as much of shitty things as we've done, whether it's as a as a human race or this country or whatever you want to say. There's a lot of good too. So look at some of the positives, not positives. Look at some of the positives and, um, you know, like I said, make initiative to make change in your life if it's for the better. And I wish nothing but the best for you guys. Never stop seeking knowledge. Continue to chase dreams, not checks. And I greatly appreciate your support for the podcast. Thank you again to Wim for being interviewed on this week's episode. Thank you again to Vince Correa for designing the Mike and I logo you're seeing in your screen. And thank you again to Generic Sports for producing the instrumental playing in the background be sure to check out all their work including whim just type in whim with 
two eyes on any music listening platform and of course youtube for all his visuals again i am noah alvarez the host of the my mike and i podcast oh before we go shout out to a true 100 baby true 100 radio coming up in orange county all right now it's time to sign off once again, I am Noah Alvarez, the host of the Mike and I podcast, signing off. Till next time.